You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Hey friend, welcome back. Can you believe that it's already, gosh, the second week of October? How did that even happen? October is the long month. I have a wall calendar in front of me and I'm just staring at it right now. We still have like four full weeks of this month. Craziness. Okay, so a couple of announcements to start us off. The first one is about Reveal Retreat. I'm so excited for this. February 28th through March 1st, Julie Allen, who is the owner of the Mary Rose Northwest Boutique and the founder of the Mary Rose Foundation, which funds eating disorder recovery, we have teamed up to go to Nashville and to host an incredible retreat all based on self-love and body respect. So the idea behind Reveal is that we want it to help you uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. And a lot of times there are beliefs and shoulds that kind of trap us in this place of not putting ourselves first and of putting everybody else first. And of having a very low opinion of ourselves, especially when it comes to body image. And by body image, I mean the way that you see and think about your body and experience life through the body that you have. And we really want to look at what is it that's keeping you stuck in this place and how can we become aware of that, heal that, and glean tools that are sustainable, that actually work (laughs) that you can take home with you and put into practice. And one of the ways that you heal is through experience. And if you've never been on a retreat before, then you might not have experienced this kind of opportunity to really drop defenses and connect with women who are on the same journey as you. And that Me Too moment is so powerful. Oh my gosh. And again, retreats by their very nature, taking you out of your comfort zone, out of your hometown, and putting you in a house with strangers is so incredible. And it's so different that you can't help but leave changed. And we have so many workshops planned for this weekend, and everything is so intentional and purposeful and thought through that I guarantee you, you are not going to come home the same person that left. And I just am so excited to be leading this retreat. It's going to be life-changing. Oh my gosh. And you are going to get to experience so many things. We have a private chef who's going to be cooking these beautiful, nourishing, delicious meals for us. We have Kate Clifford who's coming in to do work with essential oils, but also to talk about how caring for yourself is a priority and what it can look like. Because we often think of self-care as like these kind of pampering types of things, but 
It's so much deeper than that. How can you care for yourself while you're doing the dishes? How can doing laundry turn into self-care? And how can your whole life be about supporting you and fulfilling you and helping you create the kind of reality that you want? And I love Jen Sincero's work in her book, You Are a Badass, because she talks about this so beautifully about how we create our reality. No one else is responsible for your reality but you. And it is so powerful. So we're going we're gonna to dive into that. Mary Hyatt, who is an incredible life and business coach, and actually the owner of the B&B that we're staying at, beautiful house. Oh my gosh, you should go look at pictures of it, revealretreats.com. It's so beautiful. But she's going to be doing kundalini yoga for us, which is so healing. And oh my gosh, if you've never done it, it's incredible. And she's also going to lead us through some really powerful meditations and give us some affirmations to work through. Julie Allen is going to be doing inner child work, and I'm going to be diving into the shoulds and how you believe about yourself and how to actually walk through the process of changing your beliefs. It's so powerful. Friends, this retreat Oh my gosh. So again, you can find out more information, revealretreats.com. We have five spots left. Registration closes November 1st. The retreat is going to be, I don't even remember if I said the dates, but I'm going to say them again, February 28th through March 1st of this coming year. You do not want to miss this. And we also have sweet swag bags. Ah, if you follow Reveal Retreats on Instagram, uh, I'm doing little sneak peeks and behind the scenes, uh, and you can see some of the swag that you're going to get. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And like I said, everything is super intentional and purposeful, and it is going to be incredible. If you have questions about the retreat, or if you're like, Kim, I want to go, but financially, I don't know if I can swing it, make sure you reach out. Hello at RevealRetreats.com, and I will get back to you ASAP. So make sure you reach out. Do not miss out on this. The second announcement that I have is also about reveal, but a different kind of reveal. And that has been the word of 2019 for me is reveal. Um, I've done so much personal development work and money work and mindset work this year, and it has been changing my life. And it's also inspired me to share a little bit more of myself. This, co- this podcast, the Captivatingly Confident Podcast, has 100 episodes, and I think three, maybe four of them are where I'm talking about myself and my story and my experiences, and the rest are all focused on you and helping you and serving you and providing lots of benefit for you, but I think that it might be time to open up conversation and talk about some of the harder topics that personally I've been wrestling through. And this whole idea exhilarates and terrifies me because I feel like there's a lot of risk in sharing this with you. And I also want to, I want to do this. I want to welcome and invite you in to a deeper conversation when it comes to being you bravely. And I feel like I'm ready (laughs) to take that next step with you. And so more details about how you can access the Reveal podcast will be coming, but I wanted to give you some of the topics that we're going to be talking about on the show. 
And I, I want Reveal Podcast to be a safe space to reveal and heal because one of the ways that we heal is by sharing our story. It's so powerful when we share and we process and we open ourselves up. And I really want to do that. And I want us to raise this idea, this curiosity about other experiences in life and to develop a sense of compassion for those of us around that are really diving into some of these harder, more taboo topics. So, for example, one of the ones that I've started just, oh, just dipping my toe in the water is talking about why I left the church after 32 years of going and how I'm deconstructing my Christian beliefs and wrestling through a huge identity shift. It's really big. It's really big. And I I haven't processed it as much. And so I guess I'm a little bit nervous uh, that I won't be as eloquent with you when I'm talking about it, but I really want to start the conversation because there are so many of you that are going through this and I want to create a safe place for you to talk about it. So that's one of the topics. I also really want to talk about boundaries and boundaries that are keeping you safe, boundaries that are a form of self-care. And what does that look like, especially if they're with another family member? For me, it's, well, I won't even go there with (laughs) just yet, but I have a massive boundary around a specific family member, multiple family members. And what does that look like? And how do you navigate that? I also want to talk about family dynamics, like in-laws. Yeah, in-laws. And tricky relationships there and parenting and in-laws and family dynamics around holidays and being an outlaw, which is what I often feel like I am. Uh, I want to talk about marriage. Ah, One of the toughest things I've ever done. (laughs) And how can we come together and have a greater expansion? of our idea about marriage and same with parenting and what do you do when you have like real mom guilt like deep mom guilt not just like oh my kid watches too much screens or has too much candy like that kind of mom guilt I'm talking about like guilt and shame over like I don't like parenting (gasps) oh my gosh and like sometimes I wish I wasn't a parent and I want to talk about that I want us to elevate the conversation because there's so much healing to be had in connecting about these topics. I also want to talk about sex. I want to talk about disordered eating. I want to talk about trauma and grief. I want to talk about self-love and like what that really looks like. Oh, so many topics. So the Reveal podcast is going to be coming out and launching pretty soon. So make sure that you are on my email list. If you're not on my email list, you're not going to be the first to hear about it and get access to it. So there's a really easy way to do that. Just head over to captivatinglyconfident.com and grab my guide, Stop Shooting on Yourself. And it's a free guide that really looks at what are the beliefs that you have that are keeping you stuck. And how can you start to change those shoulds and really, again, create the reality that you want to have? And it's just, it's a great guide, totally free. 
Again, CaptivatinglyConfident.com. Go grab that. That puts you on my list so you can be the first to hear about the Reveal podcast. You can also join the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group. If you go to Facebook and just type in Captivatingly Confident, it'll pull up the group. You can answer the questions and join there and join almost like 250 women who are on this journey together. And it's such an incredible group of supportive, loving women who just want to ask hard questions and get support and give support and encouragement. I feel like you can never have enough of that in your life. It's like, oh, I've got too much support, actually. If that's you, fantastic. But for the rest of us who would like more support, that group is for you. And then last announcement is I have a really fun membership opportunity that's coming up and I'm so excited. I'm working with Katie Quatman. Uh, She does all of my copy editing. She is helping me formulate uh, different, um, how do I want to describe it? Different options for you as far as access that you can get, and again, to the Reveal podcast and to monthly coaching calls and all sorts of stuff. So it's a really exciting thing. So again, make sure you're on the email list because I'm going to be emailing out about that. It's going to be really good, like really good. I'm so pumped. Okay. Today, I want to spend just a couple minutes talking about the high of something new. And this is something I've seen a number of people in my community and a number of my clients do, and something that I've seen as a personal trainer for the last 10 years. And that is when you start to do something new, how you get kind of the newness high, right? You get really excited and you're like motivated, you're on fire. Like maybe you started a new workout program or you're going to do a new diet or like Whole30 or maybe you joined a gym and you get that high or maybe it's working with someone and you get really excited and you're like, yes, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start this new habit. I'm going to keep this momentum. I'm going to stick to this diet this time. I'm going to do it. And you set yourself up and you're like, yes, I'm going to, I'm so excited. And then you go hard for a couple weeks and usually it's around week three that something happens, whether it is some form of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about upper limit in just a minute, but self-sabotage or somebody gets sick or something happens where your attention is diverted away from the thing that you're trying to do and to go somewhere else. You run out of willpower. You get off track and the wheels just come off and you are finding yourself feeling terrible because you were so dedicated to this thing and you were making it happen and then something outside of your control stopped you and now you don't know how to get your motivation back you don't know how to start up again you don't know how to keep going and i want to talk about that because i feel like this is something that i see over and over and over again and I want to talk about upper limit and self-sabotage, but first I want to start with starting something new. So when you start something new, whether it's a diet or it's a self-help program or it's an exercise program, 
garbage trucks. Can you hear it? It's so loud. I want you to think about slowing down. And anytime that you do something all out, remember that that all out effort is not sustainable. Oftentimes, it is not sustainable for you to go to the gym five days a week. Oftentimes, it is not sustainable for you to have a yoga meditation morning ritual five days a week, especially if you've got kids in school. Like, that's tricky. And giving yourself grace and permission to not have to commit with everything you have but to look for sustainable ways to change what you're doing. And your motivation around what you're doing will determine whether or not you're able to do that. So if you're doing self-help, self-improvement, physical, dietary stuff, check your motives. What are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to lose weight before a trip? Are you trying to get healthy before the holidays? Are you trying to hate yourself thin by deciding that you're going to do restriction, that you're going to do a diet, and that you're going to restrict certain food intake to make yourself physically smaller or healthier, which, P.S., dieting does not equal healthy. (laughs) Even if it's Mediterranean or paleo or keto, that does not equal healthy. I promise you it doesn't. And I think we should throw healthy out the window, but that's another podcast for another day. But what is your motive? Are you doing these things from a place of authentic self-love and self-care? Or are you trying to harness momentum? Are you trying to ride the new wave? Are you trying to keep that motivation going? Because that's what I hear all the time. It's like, I just need more willpower. I see more motivation. And the reason that those are obstacles for you is because there is a glitch in the motive. There's a something that is not aligned with your higher self and higher purpose and a way that you're trying to beat the system, if that makes any sense at all. It's gotta, you've got to look at your motive. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Is it the high of something new and exciting? Because if that's it, you can recognize that for what it is, a high, which will eventually come down and you will be left with the reality of, I'm sore and tired and I don't want to work out today. (laughs) And what do you do in that moment? Does it derail you or do you listen to your body and you rest and then go back when you want to? I never exercise if I don't want to. And that goes countercultural to everything we're told, right? No pain, no gain. You've got to keep going. You have to go every other day. You've got to go five days a week. You got to do this and this and cardio and then weights and then this and then that. And no, no, I wait until I want to go. But I've also worked hard to get to that place. And I think that if you are just starting out, that might not be the best strategy. But what the best strategy is, is identifying what is the motive? What is your should behind starting this thing? What is your should? I should keep the momentum going. I should form this habit. And it takes 
what, 28 days, but actually statistically it takes 86 (laughs) days to create a habit, which a habit is a new neural pathway, right? That takes time. But it's it's what is what is driving your decision here? I see so many people do this. Like, I got new running shoes. Now I'm going to go running and I'm going to do it five days a week. What if instead of having such a, a momentum, willpower, and motivation-focused drive, what if you took it moment by moment? What if you took it day by day? What if instead of planning your workouts for the week, you look at your day and you say, what would feel good to me today? How would it feel to move my body today? And what would that look like? What could it look like? Do I want to go for a walk? Do I want to go for a run? Do I want to go for a hike? Do I want to do yoga? Do I want to stretch? Do I want to rest? What would feel good to me, physically, emotionally, mentally? And I think that that question is really scary. Yeah, that's a scary question because then you have to get in touch with what you want and what you need. And for a lot of ladies out there, that's really hard because it makes you stop and think and process, what do I need? And sometimes uncomfortable feelings can come up. And we don't want to feel uncomfortable feelings like the shoulds, right? Well, if you rest, you, you shouldn't rest. You haven't earned that. You've got to do this, this, and this first. You shouldn't rest because you need to move your body. You shouldn't do yoga because you need to lift weights. You should do this. And there's that guilt and that shame struggle between what you want and what you need. And we oftentimes cut off what we need because that can feel uncomfortable, especially if you don't have a very practiced idea of what self-love and self-care looks like. Maybe for you today, the best form of self-care is to just slow down or to take a moment for yourself or to rest or give yourself permission to not hit the gym, to give yourself permission to eat what you're craving, to give yourself permission to not have all the answers right now, to not rely on momentum. Momentum is an addiction and you cannot control momentum. And when you try to control the outcome, stuff happens. Y'all like your kids get sick. You get sick. Stuff comes up. The car tire deflates, like things happen outside of your control. And the only thing that you have control over is how you respond to the situations of life and how you respond to yourself and the feelings that you have about it. That's it. So when you're dedicated to momentum or habit or willpower and that gets interrupted by life, what happens? Does Do you let it derail you? or? Do you recognize, here's what I can control, this right here, how I'm responding to the flat tire, how I'm responding to my child gets sick, how I'm responding to my own illness, my own limitations. How are you responding to that? That is what is sustainable. And especially with food, I feel like the food side of this is a completely different topic, but it relates. All of it relates. 
Do you have the high of something new and you're needing to harness momentum or willpower or motivation to keep it going? Or can you take it moment by moment? Can you open yourself up to revealing what's really happening for you and what you really need? And as you start to practice that, you don't need motivation to move. You don't need willpower to restrict. You don't need that habit to be developed because you are doing things from a different place, if that makes sense. You are practicing self-awareness and developing an ability and a skill of listening to what your body needs at any given moment. And I say it's a skill because it is. It's very much a skill that you practice over time. But the alternative, oh, the alternative, right? It feels terrible when you get off track, right? You feel, you get stuck in this cycle, right? Of like you try really hard and then something happens outside your control and it completely derails your progress. And then you feel miserable for a little while and then you get back on track and it happens again and again and again. And that cycle is exhausting. And it keeps you looking for the next new thing so that you can get that high back. So you can get that newness high. But what happens when you say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm stopping this cycle. And I'm starting to listen to what my body needs. And this, you're going to run into all kinds of obstacles with this. All kinds. Self-sabotage, shoulds guilt, shame, uh, distraction, especially if you have a history of using coping skills to keep uncomfortable emotions at a distance. For me, it's cleaning. (laughs) You can always tell I'm upset when I'm cleaning the house or baking. Those are my two kind of tells for when I'm really upset because it keeps me busy and I don't... It's the way that I keep uncomfortable emotions at bay, but I know it and I can see it and I can recognize it and I can work through it. And some of that stuff may come up for you and it's a beautiful chance, friends, it's a beautiful chance to practice self-compassion and curiosity. You're going to be really quick to judge yourself for what you're doing or not doing, but instead of judgment and criticism, what if you practiced compassion and curiosity. Curiosity has been one of the things that has been changing my entire world. Instead of criticizing and being like, gosh, like for example, road rage. Road stress really gets me anxious and really upsets me because I live in Portland and the traffic is horrendous. It's awful. But instead of being critical of the person that just cut me off, being really curious, like, wow, seems like you're really in a hurry. I wonder where you're going. Wonder what's going on for you. For the person in line in front of me at the store who just like can't seem to get their ish together and they have 50 million coupons, instead of getting frustrated and irritated, get curious. Like, hmm, I wonder how their day is going. I wonder what's going through their mind right now. And this shift in energy, where you practice compassion not only for others, but more for yourself. Gee. I find myself cleaning a lot of things or wanting to eat specific foods. I wonder what's happening for me right now. Huh. 
what, what am I thinking? What am I experiencing? And sometimes it's easier to practice that on other people and then apply it to yourself. <laughs> oh, so practice on other people, practice on your family, and then practice on yourself. Get curious. What is happening for you right now? What do you need? Oh, those are the most powerful words. If you're ever in a situation with someone that is hurting or vulnerable or just like processing all the things instead of offering advice or trying to fix it, simply ask, what do you need? If you need to say anything at all, what do you need? And ask yourself that, what do I need right now? What soothing technique am I looking for? What high am I looking to gain? What motivation am I looking for on Instagram? (laughs) What do I need? And asking yourself that, get curious about your experience. And that's going to translate and change your whole life. I swear. It's incredible. Curiosity over criticism. Sustainability over a high or momentum. Doesn't the energy feel so much better when you think about something that's sustainable versus something that you have to maintain? It's so good. So good. It's so freeing. And again, you're going to come up against obstacles and that's okay. Compassion as you're learning something new. And if you need a little bit more support, if you're like coming up against lots of obstacles and you don't quite know how to work your way around them, join the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group. Come and tell us about it and let us come and support you. If you decide, you know what, I'm ready to really dive into this and learn how to do this different, then let's talk about coaching. I work one-on-one with people to help them through this exact thing and uncovering the beliefs that you have and the shoulds and really helping you find freedom from needing momentum or the newness high. Or restriction and what it looks like to live freely and powerfully and curiously so that you can be confident in yourself, so that you can show up in life how you want to. And when things happen outside of your control, which is PS just about everything, but when that happens, it doesn't derail you. It doesn't wreck everything that you've been trying to build. Instead, you learn how to respond to it. And the difference between reacting and responding. I have a whole podcast episode on that. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's in there because it's a huge topic. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff in there. And I want to hear your feedback too. If you think that I'm crazy and off my rocker, or if you really resonated with this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com is my email. Feel free to send me an email. I respond to every single one, and it may take me a day or two, but I do respond because I want to hear your thoughts and I want to hear what's important to you, okay? All right, my friend. May you go throughout your day asking yourself what you need and looking for opportunities to practice curiosity and compassion for yourself and for others. Go and be you bravely. I'll see you next time. 
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.